This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. All right, if you got a Bible or a Bible app, go with me to Matthew chapter 24. Okay, we're going to be looking at verse 10 through 13 this morning. You can also kind of earmark, if you want to, Colossians chapter 3. Those are the two passages that we're going to jump into. Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, it says this. Jesus is talking in this passage in Matthew 24 about the end days. Okay? And I know that sometimes this is a topic that... um, People want to debate about what is the end days. Are we in the end days? I truly believe we are in the end days. I truly believe that we are seeing uh, prophecy fulfilled constantly through the word of God around the world. Uh, I believe it's really blatant. Um, Jesus said you wouldn't know the day, but he said you would know the time and the season. And I believe that we are in that season and that the Lord wants us to be aware that we are in that season and that he is soon coming. Okay, so that we're not unaware of what God's doing in the earth. And so Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about the end days. In verse 10, he says this, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Verse 11, Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. This word many, if we look at the Greek definition, biblical definition of many means this, majority, okay? Meaning this, the majority of the people on planet Earth in the last days are going to be what? Offended. How many of you can say amen to that, that we live in an offended world? Okay. I think a lot of it has to do with social media, to be honest. I think a lot of it has to do that everybody feels like they have a voice and an opinion, and their voice and their opinion should be heard. I think everybody feels entitled to say what they want to whoever they want. I think it's amazing the things that I'll read on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll think to myself, would that person say that to that person face-to-face, like, ever, you know? But we live in a really offended world, and Jesus said in the last days, the majority will be offended. And unfortunately, I believe that this happens in the church all the time, that many of us live offended lives. And in offense, Jesus is showing us in Matthew 24, he's showing us this pattern right here, okay? And it's in the notes for you, okay? He's showing us this pattern. I'm offended, I betray, and we hate one another, okay? Offended, betrayal, hate one another. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19 says it's this. It's easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend who has been offended. Can I get an amen on that? 
I don't know if you've ever offended somebody before. I promise you I have, okay? I've offended many in this world, okay? All right? And it is hard to win back their hearts. It goes on to say, their walls go up, making it nearly impossible to win them back, okay? Now, in that day and time, a city was strong because what? They built strong walls. They fortified it themselves inside of the city. What were they trying to do? They were trying to keep in the people that were for them and keep out the people that were against them, okay? And this is exactly what Proverbs is telling us. Proverbs is saying, listen, when we're offended, we put up walls to keep in what we want to keep in and keep people out that we don't want into our hearts, And we lose the nature and the character of God, okay? The nature and the character of God is always what? Love, give, and forgive. Love, give, and forgive. I think what happens so often in church, okay? You know, can I just tell you a secret, okay? I get so frustrated sometimes at Easter, okay? Easter is this, like, great celebration for the church. You know what I mean? It's like this wonderful day that we celebrate that Jesus has been resurrected. But I think that sometimes, like, we just grow up in the church so long, and we hear the story so many times, and we're like, yes, Jesus went to the cross, and he forgave me, and we hear about the grace of God, and we hear about the goodness of God, and it almost just becomes something that is absolutely common to us. And we just kind of, like, take it as, like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, God's good. God forgave me. God's love, you know, works in this way for my life. And the whole time, we forget that we've been forgiven, and we forget that we've been loved this way. And when we do forget this, it's really, really hard to forgive and to love other people and to act in the nature and the character of God because the nature and the character of God is what? To love, to forgive, to give to others. But the problem is when we're offended, our nature is what? Protect, protect, protect. I got I got to keep you out. Right? I got to make sure that I I'm not going to give Matt master offender here. <laughs> I'm not going to give Matt the opportunity to hurt my heart again. I'm not going to give Matt the opportunity to speak into my life again. So I'm going to protect my heart. I'm going to protect my house. I'm going to protect who I am, and I'm going to keep you away. And if I'm being honest, I think a lot of times, a lot of us have just grown up in offense, in homes that were offended, with family members that were offended. An offense was just kind of like part of the nature and the culture of your home. Or, or, or you just had some really tough things happen to you in life and you became super offended and because you became super offended, you just became super guarded. I know that's how I lived a lot of my life. I had a lot of junk growing up. And so I thought, I just, wanna, I just wanna protect me and I will keep you at arm's distance because I don't know if I really want a relationship. I don't really know if I have something to give you because I don't know if you're going to hurt me. 
So we protect our hearts. Now, Jesus said what? He said, many will be offended, okay? And then it will lead to what? Betrayal. Now, when we hear the word betrayal, I think all of us, you know, probably biblically think about who? Judas. You know what I mean? We think about this disciple that was with Jesus for three years and did life with Jesus for three years and and was next to him and then all of a sudden betrayed Jesus for some lousy money, okay? And so we think when we read the word of God a lot of times, we go, okay, offended and then betrayal. I don't understand how those two things kind of work hand in hand. I'm not like offended, so I'm not going to have this like great betrayal against this person. But if we really look And what betrayal means, the Greek definition for betrayal is this. It means this, just to love less. Just to love less. A betrayal means that because I'm offended that Shannon wore this Bengal shirt to my church today. You know what I mean? Okay? You see what I mean? To church. Praise God. What happens? I'm offended... Now I step, Jesus says what? I step into what? Betrayal. Meaning what? I just love less. Okay? The word of God says this, that Absalom, he just loved less. He didn't not love or dislove. He just loved less. Meaning this, that I can be at church. Okay, stand up, Shannon. I can be at church, and I'm over here, and I see Shannon. I'm like, nah, I'm not talking to him today. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's up, Casey? How you doing? I'm like, oh, dang it. You know what I mean? We got to keep this moving. You know what I mean? Hey, Ryan, how you doing today? It's good to see you, brother. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? So the Bible says this, that we're offended. It leads to betrayal. Meaning what? We just love less. Let me give you an example. When... When me and Jess were first married, we were offended all the time. I'm not going to share any stories. I know, Jess is like, okay. We were offended at each other all the time. We were just young. We didn't know a whole lot. Okay? We both grew up as firstborns. We both have strong personalities. We both have strong likes and dislikes. And so we were constantly offending each other all the time, okay? Now, needless to say, because there was a lot of offense, it's probably the first five, six years of our marriage. There was a lot of offense and fighting, bitterness, anger kind of ruled our house, okay? That was kind of the flow in our house a lot. There was very few really great moments, okay? And because of that, I'm offended, she's offended, correct? What do you think our sex life was like? Non-existent, okay? So I'm offended already. She's offended. Now, I'm offended on top of the offense because we have no sex life. And what does that lead to? Leads to the betrayal. What's the betrayal? Well, it led me to porn. (laughs) Right? 
What is betrayal? Betrayal is this. It's me seeking me first. Did you get that? I'm offended, so I need to seek what, what I need first now. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm bitter, and because of that, it is just human nature. Let's just be honest. It is human nature in that moment when you feel offended, you feel like what? I need to take care of me. I need to watch out for me. So I'm, I'm in betrayal. What is the betrayal? I love less. Right? What, what is this? What is, what is Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, you go from offended to betrayal to what? Hate. Right? Just three things in a row. Okay? I'm just, I'm just loving less because I'm offended. I'm holding on to hurts. I'm holding on to discussions. I'm ho- I mean, like, I, I know that anybody who has been offended before, it's like you can verbatim repeat the conversation that you had with that person. Right? It's like you can remember the, the, the way the room smelled. You can remember, like, the lighting. You can remember everything going on in that moment when you, were, when you felt offended, okay? So Jesus is giving us this, this thing. He's going, offended, betray, betrayal, hate one another, okay? And what is it? It's this. It's just an absence of God's love. It's an absence of God's nature. Remember God's nature, okay? God's nature is I give, I forgive, I love. I give, I forgive, and I love. This is the nature and the character of God, okay? Now, there's this one verse Verse 12, Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, says this, okay, at the very end, Jesus says this. There will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that allows those hearts who once burned for God to grow cold. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, because we're offended, okay, Because we're offended, I move into betrayal, then I move into hate, and then what eventually happens? My heart just turns cold to God and to others. And it says what? It says lawlessness. Sin will increase. Why does sin increase? Because when I lose love and I choose not to forgive others, the enemy is really good at coming in at that moment, just like I talked about. Amen? Amen? And he will come in, and sin will look real tasty. Okay? Because I'm hurt, and I need to take care of me. Go with me, Colossians chapter 3. 
verse 1. It says this, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sight in the realities of heaven, where Christ sits at a place of honor at the right hand of God. About the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Anybody struggle with this? Anybody? Liars. You're all liars. Okay. You're all liars. Okay. Verse 3. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden in Christ God. Verse 4. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. Okay, so Jesus is saying this. You're going to be offended, and then what? It says this. You get stuck on the thoughts of this world, okay? And so I, I wrote down some thoughts that the world, a.k.a. us, get offended on in life, okay? First one is this. You didn't repost my post. You didn't repost my post. Man, I just had this awesome post, and I had this epiphany from God, or I had this great moment, and I, and I posted something, and, and you didn't repost my post, or we get offended with thoughts like what? You're just always too busy for me. You know, somebody, you're like, oh, man, they're always too busy. Dave's like, amen, right now. You know, he's like, I know a bunch of two people that are too busy for me, okay? Okay? <laughs> Dave, thank you, Dave. Or we get offended with thoughts like, you know, you changed something that I really, really liked. You did something different, and I didn't, I didn't like that change. Or we get offended because somebody that we are friends with for a long time, we thought they were going to have our back, didn't have our back, and they didn't have the loyalty we thought. Or we get offended that somebody didn't text you back, a.k.a. Pastor Jeff, okay? Seriously, all right? All right? I'm the worst. I know I'm the worst, all right? But we get offended over thoughts like this. How in the world did did they get my text and didn't respond the way that I wanted them to respond back? Or how did I not get invited to the hangout? Can I get an amen on that, okay? How did I not get invited? How did I get forgotten, okay? We get offended. I, I, call, it the, I call it the mommy police, okay? Moms run around trying to keep all the kids happy, and they all have to be friends, and they all got to love each other, and moms get offended. You can just see it. You can see it boiling inside of moms, you know what I mean? Just trying to keep everybody happy, just being the mommy police. We have thoughts like, like oh, we, we haven't hung out in a while, so obviously that person doesn't like me anymore. Obviously, that person doesn't care for me anymore. We have thoughts like, oh, that person said something. Can, can we just say, can I say this real quick? That when somebody responds to you, and it may come off harsh sometimes, you don't know what's going on in their life. And you don't know the week that they had. And you don't know what just may have happened in their life. And maybe they did say something, and it came off a little strong. But our first thought is a worldly thought, like, uh-uh, you are not talking to me like that. You know what I mean? Who do you think you are? That's our first reaction. It's worldly thoughts. We have these worldly thoughts like, why didn't I get picked for that position? Right? 
listen, we want to celebrate, like, like we want to celebrate people in the church, but can you celebrate somebody that's not in the church? Can you celebrate somebody at your job that you don't even like? And we think, how did they, how did they get that job? Or, or how did they get picked for that position at church? How did they get that? We had worldly thoughts, worldly thought. Like, <laughs> I've seen this happen before. Like, somebody will reveal the name of their baby, okay? You ever seen this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they are so excited to tell the world the name of their baby. You know what I mean? They tell the name. People are like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's really awesome, you know what I mean? And you can see instant, like, anger, you know, inside of that family that just named that baby, you know? Like, we get offended over all kinds of stuff. We have worldly thoughts all the time. We have thoughts like, how did that person get blessed? How did that person get that? See, Colossians is telling us to put our thoughts, our thoughts. That's where this whole entire battle lies, it lies in our thoughts. And the Colossians say, put your thoughts on the realities and the thoughts of heaven. It's like the word of God is saying, listen, I'm going to give you an antidote for offense. And I'm about to give it to you right here. Okay? Verse 12 says this. Since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Nobody in here is cheering for those words right now. (laughs) Nobody in here is like jumping out of their seat like, yes, humility. I just live my life to be humble all the time. Nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks, oh, how can I just give patience to my coworkers today? How can I just be overly patient with them? Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, let me put on my hat of kindness today. The hat of kindness. I'm going to be a kind soul. We don't think this way. What? The Bible is saying, listen, this is the realities of heaven. This is what heaven wants us to think about. Heaven wants us to think about, how can I be kind? How can I be gentle? How can I have patience with somebody? How how can I put this on? And I love that the Bible says you have to put it on. Because when I woke up this morning, I chose to put on these clothes. Okay? I didn't magically float to the closet, you know what I mean? The closet didn't just, you know, put on this wardrobe for me. I got up, I looked at what I wanted to wear, I picked out the shirt, I picked out my jeans, I picked out my shoes, I picked it all out, and I had to actually physically put it on. Bible's saying, listen, you're going to have to put these things on. This isn't something, look, I think sometimes we think like, God, you just do it. Like, you just do it, God. And God goes, no, I don't control you. You're not a robot. I don't control your mouth. I don't control your emotions. I don't control who you are. You have to choose to work with me. You have to choose to put this on. 
Verse 13 says this, make allowances for others' faults. Make allowances. Meaning what? Everybody in this room is going to fail. Everybody. Every, including me. Can we just make this clear? Okay? Listen, please don't hold me on some trophy shelf. Don't. I am not Jesus. I am not God. I am a man, a human, just like you. And I am working every day with the Holy Spirit to be who God's called me to be. But if you hold me on this trophy shelf, when I make a mistake, it will be bad. Amen? And you will be offended. It says, make allowances. Just be prepared in your heart. I was listening to uh, John Bevere. There's this wonderful book that he wrote. It's called The Bait of Satan. Okay, it's about offense. You should buy this book. Go to Amazon, Bait of Satan. Wonderful, wonderful book. John Bevere. Okay? And in this, he's talking about how the people that offend us the most in our life are really the people that are the closest to us. Because we hold them to the standard, okay? Have you ever heard, like, you ever heard Christians say, like, oh, I've never been offended by somebody in the world. I've never been offended by my non-Christian friends. You know why? Because we hold them to a really low standard. So when they do something, we're like, oh, it's good. But when we have a brother or sister in the church, we have this higher standard for them because we're like, oh, they know Jesus. How in the world could they say that? How in the world could they treat me like that? How in the world could they have made that decision that I don't like? And so we're easily offended, especially in the church. Happens all the time. Listen, me and Jess, number one thing we hate in Elevate Church is drama. We will sniff it out, and we will, and we we're like a sniper with with uh, with this. Okay, we're not good with it. It's not the heart of God, and so the word says, make allowances for each other. It goes on and says, forgive anyone who offends you. Forgive them. Remember, the Lord forgave you. This is exactly what I'm talking about with Easter. We're like yes. I know God loves me, and he died for me, and he went to the cross, and he rose again. Yes. But if I really live in that reality, if I really live in the goodness of God, if I really live in this place that I'm like, man, I'm forgiven, how can I hold on to unforgiveness? You know how I hold on to it? By choice. By choice. I choose to not forgive. I choose to not walk in the goodness and the grace of God. Verse 14, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, the body, Jesus Christ, we are one body, we are one family, we are one people, God is saying, live in peace. And always be thankful. So, Matt, you want to help me out? 
I'm, I'm going to do my best to illustrate this. Casey and Sean, can I use you two? Is that cool? Yeah? All right. Michael, Evan, come here uh, real, real quick. Okay. Um, give me, give me uh, Omar. Come here. Come. Here we go. Okay, so we're going to have some people groups here this morning, okay? Here, I'm going to have you stand right here. Uh, you two stand right here, and you two come down here, okay? All right, so we got three people groups, okay? And we're going to illustrate a fence, okay? And we're also going to illustrate how to live in the antidote of a fence, okay? So we have... A beautiful husband and wife. Give it up for Casey and Sean. Everybody, come on. We love them. Amazing family, okay? Okay? We don't know how we feel yet about Omar, but that's okay. <laughs> Omar. Okay, so we have a married couple, okay? We have, we have a church member, an Elevate church member, okay? We love each other, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, okay. All right. And then we have friends, Okay? Look at these two, just brimming in love with each other. Just, just, they have so much love for each other, okay? So we have friends, okay? All right. Husband and wife. Husband says what? My wife always has energy and time for her family and her friends and to help somebody else out. Okay? So what's husband? He's offended. Why is he offended? Because he's like, where's the energy? Shake your fist. Where's the energy for me? Where's the energy for my love language? How many can guess his love language, everybody? Okay? Come on, let's just let's be adults, okay? All right? It's all good. We can talk about that in church. Casey's offended. Wife goes, what? You're always so devoted to what? Your job, golf, your career, football. You don't love me. Here, you gotta get your finger out. No, the finger. No, not that finger. Oh, Jesus, not that finger. Woo! Thank you, God. That finger. But, oh, we could use that. If we, if we, if we want to get real real in here, we could. No, it's that, it's that accusing finger. Oh, that Jesus. One that one is too. Okay, yes. Right? It's the, it's the finger that says what? Okay? You don't pursue me and love me like when we were dating. Can I get an amen from anybody out there, okay? Now, this might not be your offense in your marriage. I'm just giving you an example, okay? There might be something else in your marriage that you're like, but this is pretty common, okay? So what happens, okay? This is what happens. The Bible says what? Tender mercies, kindness, humility, gentle, patience, okay? So 
if Casey and Sean would use mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, they could work through the offense. But they don't. Right? So what do we do? What did Jesus say we do? We love less. We choose to love less. We choose to be offended. We choose to live in betrayal and to love less and to not care as much for each other. And so what do we do? We get quiet and we get distant and we don't talk. And the kids are, you know, we're just kind of going through life and the, and the kids stuff and we're buying groceries and, and we're eating meals and, and we're just kind of going through life. But what's really happening is this, okay? Come back here. We're building what? Put another one in. We're building fences. Put another one in. Because we want to do what? We want to protect ourselves. Because I'm offended. And I don't even want to know. I don't even want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't like you. I'm angry. I'm upset. I don't want to walk in mercy. I don't want to walk in kindness. I don't want to walk. I don't want to because I'm angry. And the love of God is, and here's, what, here's what's so sad. The love of God in these two is growing colder by the minute. See, you think that your offense is only, it's only something for you. But that's not the case. Jesus said what? As you two become more and more offended at each other, the love of God grows so cold in you for each other, it starts affecting everything else. So all of a sudden, Sean starts coming to church, and she's on the welcome team, but she can't welcome very well. She can't go to her salon and administer goodness to women in her chair very well. Because why? She's offended, and she's hurt. KC, he starts coming to church, but he's, dude, he's real quiet. Doesn't want to talk to anybody. He feels isolated. Doesn't feel connected. They're living in two completely different worlds. All right. Next one. Church member, okay? Omar... Church member says what? How could Pastor Jeff pick that person? Right? How could Pastor Jeff pick Ryan Earl to help him? How could Pastor Jeff pick Marissa to help him? How could Pastor Jeff pick that person? Doesn't Pastor Jeff see my gifts? Doesn't he see my beard? You know what I mean? This beautiful beard. Right? How, did, how, does, how does Pastor Jeff pick that person? Doesn't he see me and my gifts and my talents? 
Or we think, or we think, how could Pastor Jeff change things? I liked how things were. I liked the coffee that we had. You know what I mean? I liked how that room was designed. I liked that leader that I had. And now that leader is not my leader, and another leader is my leader, and I don't know about this leader. Ooh. Getting real on a Sunday morning, aren't we? Or, or let's just say this. Let's just say if I'm not Pastor Jeff, and we're just two church members. And all of a sudden, Omar is like, I cannot believe what Jeff said about Chloe. I'm going to destroy his life. You know what I mean, right? Or, or, we, think, or, we, or we think something like, how, how could he have been that rude? And there's, and there's issue. And instead, this is, what, this is what the word said. Remember the antidote? The antidote was this. Make allowances. Make allowances. So what does that mean? I'm so full of the love of God that I've already made an allowance in my heart that I know, I know that I know that I know that Omar will do something that will offend me. Right? He will. You want a real example? It was Matt's wedding day. I'm running late. I text Adam. Adam, I need you to go to the store and get me a tie pin. Okay? His response was not a great response back to me. Okay? So at that moment, I had to choose. Am I going to love Adam less now? When I see him at the wedding, am I going to love him less? When we come back to church on Sunday, am I going to love him less? Am I going to choose to hold on to a response? Or I'm going to just go, no, you know what? It's just a miscommunication. Let's just move on. Let's not dwell in this. But instead, we do what? We just build fences, right? We just keep people away. We don't love well, and we hide from one another because that's really, that's good. That's what we do when we're offended, right? We keep each other away. And it's so sad because the, the Bible said this. That his perfect love binds us together. So in this house, especially in this house, in Elevate Church, there should just be gobs and gobs and oceans and oceans of love for one another. And we should be bound together, and we should go, guess what? We're family. And if somebody does something dumb, you know what? That's okay. We have enough grace to let it go, okay? There are too many times in churches where somebody that has gone to a church for years and years and years, and they actually do something really dumb, 
And what does the church do? They turn their backs. They turn their backs. And it's not the heart of God. He wants love that binds us together. All right, third group. We got friends, okay? Awesome bros. Do a bro hug real quick, okay? Come on. Give me, give, come on. Give me a bro hug, okay? Ah, oh, yes. We don't completely touch. It's a bro hug, you know what I mean? Okay? These two are like, hey, did you see that girl at worship today at church? She was worshiping Jesus. Like, it was just awesome. And it was so cool. And Michael's like, yeah, bro, that's super cool. That's, I, I, I might have saw her. You know what I mean? I, I might have glanced at her. You know what I mean? And what does Michael do? Goes behind his friend's back. Oh, Michael, I can't believe you, man. How could you? What kind of a friend are you? And starts dating the girl that he likes. Oh, man, this is sad news, okay? Now, can we just be honest? Ain't nobody taken until they're married. Can I get an amen for that, all right? Until, they, until they're married is all free game, in my opinion, Okay? But we're super offended. This is my bro. How could he do me like this? How could he treat me like this? Right? Or, hey, how could my friend not include me? You know what's funny? The things that you cared about when you were 14, you still care about when you're 45. Can I get an amen for that? You just know how to hide it better. You just know how to mask it better. You're still like, why, didn't, why wasn't I invited? Why wasn't I in the picture at whatever place in the Facebook group? Right? You get offended by, how wasn't I invited on the trip? You know? How, why, why wasn't I a part of that text thread? Which, can I just say, please don't ever in the history of mankind put me into a text group, okay? I won't respond. I'll actually deny the text group, okay? Okay, I hate big text parties, okay? I don't like it. But some people get really offended by that, okay? So what happens? We don't, we don't use the word of God. We don't. Forgive, because remember what the Word of God says, the antidote? Forgive. We choose to forgive. We choose to love like Jesus would love. We choose to let go of offense, and we don't let go of offense. And because we don't let go of offense, what happens? Hate grows in our hearts. We get distant from each other, and we build fences. We are just shutting people out. All right. I know. That's, that's tough. Okay. That's tough. So now let me show you something, okay? This is what the enemy loves. 
isolation. He loves isolation. You know why? Because I need the other person on the other side. My soul needs it. My relationship, I need it. Listen, Sean doesn't need a new husband. Amen? Sean needs her husband. Omar doesn't need a new pastor. Amen? Okay? We need each other. We need friendship. We need love. We need to walk things out with each other. We need to understand that we're going to make mistakes. We need to understand that people are going to say stupid things. We need to understand that people are going to make decisions we don't like. We need to understand this, but we need to understand that the antidote to offense is this. I've already chosen. I've already made the choice before it happens that I'm going to love. I've already made the choice before it happens that I'm going to walk in the kindness and the goodness of Christ. I've already made the choice before it even happens. I'm not going to live an offense. Because here's the most interesting part about Matthew 24. Jesus is talking about the world at that time, but then he comes back to say, who's he really talking to? He's talking to the church. It says this, those who once had passion and burned for Christ and the things of God, that their love and passion will grow cold. We don't need a church full of cold-hearted people. We need a church of people who are in love with Jesus and are ready to give grace and forgiveness. Amen? Give it up for all of our friends today. They were worship team. Come on up. There are times in our life, and I've, I've been there before, where you're like, I just don't feel the love of God, the grace of God. I don't feel the goodness of God. And in those moments, it's probably 99% of the time when I start talking to God about it, I start going, God, what is it? And the Lord will go, it's offense. You're angry. You haven't forgiven. You haven't let go. And in the moment that I choose to forgive, in the moment that I choose to clothe myself with love, in the moment that I choose to make allowance in my heart for somebody else's mistake, in the moment that I let go and I go, God, you forgave me. What a beautiful gift. What an amazing gift that you forgave me and you continue to forgive me and I'm just such a mess. 
and you just continually forgive me, I'm going to respond like you. I'll never forget this one night. I was, me and Jess, we were just kind of arguing and fighting, and, and I was just kind of alone with the Lord, and I was journaling, and the Lord was kind of speaking to me about forgiveness, and he said, son, you want to know what forgiveness is? He said, forgiveness is allowing you to forgive somebody with the thought that they, guess what, they might do that to you again, but you still forgive them and let it go. That's forgiveness. You know what's so interesting about God is that we'll come to the throne room of God and we'll go, God, I'm so sorry I've been gossiping. God, I'm so sorry I've lied. God, I'm so sorry. Lord, please forgive me. And the goodness of God comes and he forgives you. And the Bible says that he casts your sin as far as to the east as to the west. And he actually forgets that you even committed that. He forgives Yet he knows your whole story. He knows that you're probably going to gossip again sometime. He knows you're going to probably lie again sometime. And yet his goodness abounds. That's, that's the antidote. The antidote is can I, can I walk in that kind of love? Can I walk in that kind of grace? Can I walk like Jesus? Because guess what will happen? You will find yourself in great victory. You'll find yourself in great victory. See, I think sometimes we think as victory in God is like, oh, I stood in faith and I got the job promotion. Yes, that is victory in God. But you know what else is victory in God? Is when you, you are offended with somebody at work and you go, you know what, I'm gonna love them. I'm gonna love them correctly. I'm going to love them like Jesus would love them. That's victory too. It's just not, not be seen to the whole world, but it's victory. Why don't you stand up this morning? Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.